All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another Ramblin' Radio episode, episode number 35. Guys, today you are in for a treat. We have Sam Newton in the house. Sam is such a great guy. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's a filmmaker, photographer. Uh, he's only 25 years old. And when he graduated college, he started a media agency simply because he wanted to start traveling and not have to pay for it. Uh, I feel like everybody starts for selfish reasons. I did. He did. Nothing to be shame, ashamed about. And especially now because he has built an incredible, incredible business. And one of the most popular questions out there right now is not only how, how can you travel for free, but how can you actually get paid to travel? And that is the theme of today's discussion. We go over mindset, we go over business, we go over things that uh, Sam is struggling with that, that you know, Traveling and, and getting paid for it isn't all sunshine and rainbows every single day. And so we go over some of the struggles. It's just such a good mix. So I'm really excited for this podcast episode. Sam is such a great guy and you're going to learn a lot from him. So sit back, relax. This is almost two hours long. But before we get into that episode, I do have to say for the people that are listening, we have the Creator's Blueprint, my business course. It's coming out soon. I know there's been a lot of you on the waiting list asking, hey, when when is this thing coming out? What's going on? Uh, we have it coming out mid-February. So if you're not on the waiting list to reserve your spot or if you don't know what it is, it is my ultimate business mentorship where we teach you how to take your creative passion and filmmaking, photography and grow it and make it sustainable and scale it to a six, multiple six, up to seven figure business. It's really good because we, we talk a lot about that stuff in this episode. So I'm excited. And before we have the Creators Blueprint, we also have a five-day challenge. If you guys have been a part of the five-day challenge or one of my five-day challenges, you know how big of a deal they are. We give $1,000 to one participant who works hard and that is coming you're, you're going to be able to sign up for that a week from today five days to landing your biggest client without a huge social media following um, i've been a guy that has never had a massive following you guys know this i literally just hit 10k followers on instagram a couple months ago and yet i've been able to work with big brands and celebrities and why is that i'm not <laughs> i'm not special um, and so in that five-day challenge or that five-day workshop I give you those five key ingredients that I use so I can land my next big client and use that client to leverage my next client. So, so important. So if you guys want to sign up for that, that's a week from today. But if you want to get on the waiting list for the Creators Blueprint, I'll drop that in the show notes for you. We've got new guest experts. We've got, we're redesigning the entire program almost from scratch. Uh, it's going to be incredible. So if you're someone that wants to make this full-time or if you're already full-time and you're trying to scale and make it more sustainable so you don't have to work as hard, you can outsource and have people help you and build a team. If that sounds interesting to you, click that link below in the show notes and, and hop on that waiting list and, and we'll help you out. So without further ado, Sam Newton, everybody. I'll see you guys soon. Peace. Yeah. 
we on? We're, We're going. recording. We're going. Um, dude, I'm I'm actually I'm surprised that you and I haven't linked up sooner. Um, because you're you, you just have you got good energy. You're a good person. I can tell already. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah. we got a lot of mutual friends. I know we, we do actually. We got, I, we got a lot Logan. of people speak highly of you. Oh yeah, did you do a, a background check? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, this is my first uh, proper podcast that I've ever done. So wow. I was, I've. I knew that it was only a matter of time that I actually went into it, and I just wanted to make sure that if I did, I kind of vetted it and sure. made sure I went in with the right, right person. So. Dude, it's it's an amazing platform. I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised you haven't. Well, actually, no, I'm I'm not surprised because there's not a lot of creative podcasts out there. I feel like no, for sure not. Um, my favorite one for the longest time was um, Matt Diavella's. Oh I don't yeah! Know if you ever listened to, oh, for to sure. Matt's podcast oh, when for it was sure. out? Yeah, dude, I was I was on the Matt Diavella hype. You know when you're like a, you know how like 15 year old girls brag about knowing a band before they were famous? Yeah, that was you. That's Matt. That's Matt <laughs> Diavella for me, <laughs> dude. I I watched his Netflix documentary like three years ago, and I was like, fuck, like. It literally changed my life, just the whole minimalism movement. And I was like, so I wouldn't call myself a minimalist by any means, but it's like that mindset at least. Yeah. Um, and so I watched it and I was like, who is this guy? I need to find out uh, more about him. And I looked him up and he had like, like 5,000 subscribers maybe on YouTube and he mm. had a podcast and it was on like episode, like exactly where you are now, I think like episode 30 or something yeah, yeah yeah and i was like i listened to it and it was all creative based everything i was going through i'm like damn this is sick and yeah. so i followed him through his podcast um and if you followed him through his podcast then you slowly like that was before he committed any time to youtube and then you watched his youtube career grow and i was like right that's my boy that's my guy dude he's he's amazing man he yeah what he really did cool. which was super inspiring was he filled the gap in the YouTube space that I don't think anybody thought was possible because YouTube is so cluttered these days. And I know you can relate to that <laughs> with your content. Um, but he filled the gap, which is incredible. And it, and it showed because he just, he blew the fuck up because of it. Oh dude. I love everything about his approach. Yeah. Just the, the, the quality he puts into everything Yeah, uh, in a world full of people just like, shitting things out am i how much am i allowed to cuss here i kind of have a, oh, a dirty mouth yeah so, no it's all, all right, explicit it's all explicit okay content. cool cool, yeah. cool 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 i just want to make sure because i can drop an f-bomb no, 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 yeah go for sure it i i always do it. with it yeah, yeah, yeah i always do that on podcast if i'm ever on a podcast i always ask that because i'm the same way yeah so yeah because I've, I've listened to, to quite a few ep- episodes oh, you have. i've never heard any yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah. shit you know love it man um but i haven't i haven't heard anybody uh say the word fuck i can say it now whoa yeah uh, i haven't heard anybody and i'm like all right i should ask just congrats bro yeah we blast in it <laughs> yeah we don't we don't judge here we we encourage <laughs> um yeah dude i'm i'm really stoked you're here i'm like i said i'm kind of surprised that we haven't connected because i feel like you and i have very similar mindsets when it comes to creating content um and i absolutely i, I gotta say i love what you're doing uh you you're kind of similar to Matt Diavella in my mind because you are kind of filling another gap in the YouTube space. I don't know if you've realized that's what you were doing or if that was something um, intentional, but uh, 
you, you, you fill the gap and you're continuing to do so. You're impacting a ton of people. Um, and, and more importantly, bringing people together, like for the same message with, you know, hand movements and <laughs> all of that good stuff. And you're a rapper apparently, which, which <laughs> I didn't know. So that's how I, that's how I started it all. So I bring it full circle. What, what's with the rap thing? I, I saw older videos of you, um, that you've posted in, in some of your films and whatnot. And it looked like you were creating a music video like nine, eight, nine years ago. Was that, was <laughs> yeah, that something so you were trying to do? <laughs> that's, that's how I started videography. Um, was I actually did music first with my friends, you know, we were bumming it and, you know, in, in like the, the back room of my buddy's house and we had a microphone, he made beats and I've never been like, I played drums growing up, but I've never been like musically inclined in terms of I never played any instruments. I've never played piano, guitar, whatever. But I've always been like very in tune to what sounds good. I don't know if I can explain that well, but like I would sit there, we would smoke weed, and we'd 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 come back, you know, sneak sneak by his mom, say hi, yeah, 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 <laughs> sneak into his room, and he would um, play some beats and. I would just be like, dude, 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 do this. Go like, do, 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 you know, so, something like that. And then he'd be like, all right. And then he would match it. He would match it. And then I'd be sitting back there. And I'm like, all right, now kind of something like a, like a doom, boom, and that's how we would like make beats. Wow. I would just relay it back and forth. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we put together a beat. And then obviously the first thing you do when you're, 15 years old and you just smoked a joint as you just sit there and you freestyle and sure. i learned pretty early on from like <laughs> uh hot box sessions with my friends back in high school that like i was a decent rapper and people be like oh yeah that was sick yeah and so i would just freestyle and then i'm like you know what let's let's do this and so i started with funny raps and we made joking songs which went like viral around my school like my hometown mm -hmm. um so we wrote a song about my chemistry teacher we wrote a song called the chicken waddle <laughs> um and all of these like at the time had like eight thousand nine thousand on youtube which oh, was wow. huge for yeah like a, a junior in high school and like sure. everybody at my school had seen it like my chemistry song the the one about my chemistry teacher we performed at our prom rally like that's wow. how popular it was wow at the school and so we used to make music videos and um, I needed to edit one of my music videos. And I'm like, well, shit. So I got my dad's GoPro. We filmed it. I put it in an iMovie. And that was the first video I ever made. Oh, my God. Dude, it's, <laughs> not, it's not easy. I mean, I, I haven't even attempted uh, any kind of rap or anything. Maybe in the shower. But um, that, that is not an easy skill. And the video that you made, the, the content creator anthem, that, that's <laughs> such a risky move because... If it's not good, that's gonna backfire so fucking hard. No, but you're good, for sure. And so <laughs> it worked, and everyone freaking loved it, man. There's like that fine line of cringe and actually, exactly actually being funny, especially being like a, a humorous rapper. And right, like people like like Lil Dicky and Lonely Island, they kill it with like people are like, oh shit, this is actually yeah, this is this is funny as fuck, but it's also a bop and right and and Tiny Meat Gang, Cody Ko and. Uh, Noel Miller, they do the same thing where it's like, yeah, the the quality is just so good that it's also like it makes it funnier to me. And you were asking earlier if like my if uh, 
kind of my approach to everything is intentional and 100% where it's like, I like uh, putting a lot of time and energy into one joke. Yeah. Just one joke and making it go so far that it's like how family guy takes one joke and makes it like five minutes long. I love that to the point where most people are like, dude, it's, I can't tell if this guy's joking or if he's serious. <laughs> That's my shit because it's like, when you spend that much time and energy into a project and and it comes out the other side where it's like really, really good, but also people are like, all right, that was so stupid, but I kind of liked it. I, that's everything I live for. Yeah, for sure. How long How long did it take you to make that video? Like from writing lyrics? The content from every creator. Yeah, from before to after, yeah. So I essentially, I sat back uh, and... I was like, I really want, I, I've told myself this for the past like three years. I really wanted to get back to making music. Like I said, in high school, made it all the time. College, I think my freshman year, I made like two or three songs and I was starting to get like, uh, like a lot of, sh not shit for it, but like I would hear it a lot more than yeah. I wanted to. And that was also when I was starting like my serious filmmaking career. Um, and so I was like, dude, I want to be known as the guy who makes videos, not the guy who raps. So I just stopped making music. And the last year I was like, I really, really, it's something that I, I'm passionate about. I have a lot of fun doing it. And I'm like, so myself when I'm making music. So I'm like, I want to get back into it. I hit up my boy, Adrian Gamboa, shout out Adrian. <laughs> um, he's a dude, he's an incredible rapper from the IE who's just a good friend of mine. And we linked up like four years ago and his stuff's finally starting to get bigger. And I hit him up. I'm like, dude, I, I want to make a song again. And he's like, let's go. And so I drove up to his house and I just sat and just like the good old days, I just sat back there and I was like, dude, what if we did this? What if we did that? And he put together this whole beat and I rapped over and he's like, not only is he a good producer, but he's like an incredible rapper. So if I come in, I was a little rusty and, and do anything wrong. He He's just straightforward. He's like, no, dude, we're going to not do that. We're going to do this. And I'm like, all right, I complete because he's like an actual rapper and he makes incredible music. And to have have that resource next to me singing a song as stupid as the right. one I was singing was, you know, helped that fine line of like it actually be a good song and uh, make it catchy. So, yeah, I went up there and so it took a day to make the song. Um, there were some small revisions and we went back and forth on and then the music video, me and my roommate Chase, shout out Chase. Um, we went out to LA cause we're like, dude, if we're going to do it, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it big. And so I rented out a helicopter for <laughs> like an hour or something. It was like, how much did that cost you? <laughs> influence in, uh, was it, it a partnership? Was, just cost two fit. 250 so i mean kind yeah. of a partnership like they we shaved it off a little bit because of the, because of the reach we were able to bring it down but not that much it wasn't yeah, like yeah, a free yeah, flight sure. by any means so i dropped 250 on that and then we ran around la and we got a bunch of stuff and so i think the whole music video budget was probably like 500 dollars. but i was like if i'm gonna do it i want to make it good and uh yeah we did so all around it probably took me like four days putting it all together and then like another two or three days to edit it and I put it out there and it did a lot better on Instagram than it did on YouTube. It has like 2000 shares on Instagram. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, saw that. I saw that. Instagram. I wonder why that is because Instagram is usually not a place for shit to go more viral. Usually it's like 
YouTube because of its SEO and Instagram doesn't really, you know, have that as much. So I think it was a combination of um, a good thumbnail on the actual Instagram post. So when people shared it, it was like very like clickable. And uh, the way that I cut together the Instagram video, which almost kind of hurt my approach to it, it was very finite, meaning like it seemed like I had only put together a 40 second song, if that makes sense. So like I cut together the music video and the song and I put it into a 40 second version for Instagram. And I ended it with like link in bio at Sam Newton Media, but there was no call to action saying it was actually on YouTube. It just said link in bio. And that's where I messed up because it almost seemed like the whole thing was just a 40 second bit. And so Instagram, it just blew up. And a lot of people are like, oh, dude, I didn't even know there was more to the song. And I'm like, damn, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't take that approach right. But oh, that, man. I mean, it was cool. I got like a thousand <laughs> followers in a day. And I was like, oh, oh wow. shit. Yeah, dude, you could still grow. I mean, yeah, Instagram is kind of, it's tough to get that organic growth. But man, if you can, if you can just, you know, put your head down and, and create some intentional stuff with a good message and, and fill that gap, like, you can you can pop off anywhere. You know, Dude, if I mean? your stuff's good, if people connect with it, at the end of the day, people will see it. That's yeah. that's what it comes down to. Like, right. there's all these growth hacks and all this bullshit out there in the world. But like, if you really genuinely put out good stuff, if it's like, damn, this guy's stuff is worth watching, then people will see it. So sure, sure, and and you're the perfect example of of quality over quantity. You don't, you don't, you're not posting YouTube videos, you know, once or three times a week or anything like that. You know, you're making really, you're making stuff with purpose, yeah. which is pretty rare I, these days. I, I like that intentional approach. Um, I like the idea that when I post a video, I want people to stop what they're doing and watch it. I want people to be like, damn, mm-hmm. Sam came out with another video. What's it going to be? I like kind of how diverse my brand is. I kind of drop a serious video and people are like, damn, that was that that was very emotional. I love the way that it... But then I can also out of nowhere drop something funny. So I like how I've made my brand this kind of like uh, weird in-between between that like cinematic travel style, but also funny. So... Whenever I drop a video, I want to put a lot of time and energy into it. So people are like, damn, Sam dropped a video. I got to watch it. So to me, like Matt Diavella did that perfectly, right? Matt Diavella. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing we're live by now. We, we just, we're just, oh in. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is good stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Matt Diavella, he did that. He did that perfectly where it's just like every time that is, um, posting a video dude i gotta click on it andreas ham uh a filmmaker out of sweden do you know who andreas ham is uh maybe if i saw his profile dude he he works with like will smith and yes theory and he tr- drops these vlogs and he makes these the craziest sequences in these vlogs and it's like <laughs> the fact that and he does like two a year he used to do a lot more but now he's like since he's gotten yeah. so big he, his attention's What's- been pulled What's his Instagram handle? Is it like Aiden or something? No, it's just Andreas. Or is that Andreas That's Aiden Hamm. Robbins. Are you thinking of that? Yeah, I'm thinking of him. Yeah, yeah. Aiden also There's a lot him. of people that do stuff with Will Smith. It's hard to keep track. 
Oh, I'm not sure if Aiden Robinson's done something with Will Smith. If he does, that's sick. Or maybe um, I thought he did. I, I mean, know. Will. <laughs> that's a whole nother front. Will Smith's just just finding his way into this world, which is a whole nother topic. But yeah, Andreas Helm. Every time he drops a video, it's like mad effort, and you're like, even though it's not uh, very frequent, you're like, oh shit, I gotta watch this. Um, my buddy Keen, he does the same thing with his vlog intros. He he just puts so much effort into it, and for me, in a world full of people trying to get um, the Gary V approach, and and granted, everything I say, there's no right. I, I hate how people blanket <laughs> talk statement some shit, things. Bro. Talk no, no, some no, shit. no, 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 no. It's not even. It's not even shit talk. Uh, I wanted to preface what I'm saying is this is my opinion, but I hate how everything is a blanket statement where everything's like black and white. It's like this is the way you grow. Do this. Yeah. Do that. Do mm-hmm. this. 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 And this. It's like this is what's worked for me. Um, which is more of the the quality over quantity, and in a world full of people that follow Gary Vee's approach, which isn't necessarily a bad one, but it's like more, 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 post more, post more, every platform, get on every platform, post eight times a day. They want to see everything you're doing, always provide value. And to me, that's a, how do you post eight times a day and provide value? I'm like, I can, <laughs> I think I'm, uh, I try to sit back and think of ways to provide value to people. And I'm like, I can, uh, shit. I'm like, how do I do that eight times a day on six different platforms? No. Um, so I, I'm much more of like a, a digital minimalist in that fashion where I don't have Twitter. I don't have Snapchat. I don't have TikTok. I have Instagram. Mm-hmm. I have YouTube. Those are my two focuses. Yeah. I want to focus yeah. all my time and energy on Instagram and YouTube. Um, and I want to make them good. And and to me, it's, it's paid off on like YouTube where I'm like, Hey, if I put, a bunch of time and energy into just posting at least a video a month and making that one video really, really good, then it'll pay off. And and so far it has. And for the most part, it's just word of mouth. My community, the people that are behind me are really dedicated. I get tons of DMs. I don't have a massive following, but it's really cool to just see that I can maybe be on the other side. Like I can be someone's Matt Vella, you know? Um, and that's what in a world full of people that just buy followers and buy, you know, sometimes you're just like, all right, dude, you're, f- I know for a fact you don't have 130 K on Instagram. Don't, don't try to flex when all your 500 comments are heart eyes and hands up emojis. Um, and for me, anybody can do that, but the long game is way harder, but it's just so much more fulfilling because anybody who's messed with my stuff for a long time, they, reach out to me and I know all of my subscribers that have been commenting on my videos from day one to now. And like when I had like 30 comments on a video to now where I'd have like 700 comments on a video and people commenting on it don't realize like I see them and I know who they are. And I'm like, dude, I appreciate it. And it's this community that grows. And I like when people share my stuff and say, Hey, Sam, he's a cool guy. He seems like a guy I could be a friend with. Um, and then they share my stuff with a friend. And if they share it with one person, then it's just this it, it kind of the tipping point where they'll share it with another person and they'll share it with another person. And to me, that word of mouth is just so much more important than any other way of growth because even viral growth is is cool, but then you get so many people flooded. Um, right. This, uh, pros uh, and cons. There's yeah, pros and cons. Yeah, secondary 
yep. topic, but like my first video that kind of blew up, it has like 600,000 views on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It is the, it kind of makes fun of the content creator industry. It was the, the my year. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the my year video. <laughs> and it's just very ironic to see how many people reach out to me on a daily basis saying how that video inspired them, how that video, which there, there's a lot of truth in it. Don't get me wrong in like, yes. but there's also just so much bullshit just for me to try to make it funny that people did not see the nuance in. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't know right. my sense of humor. Right. And for them to not know my sense of humor and reach out and be like, this is so inspiring. I'm like, ah, you didn't, you didn't really didn't get, get it, it now, did you Sally? <laughs> it was, it was a joke, but, um, so funny. and so like with the, viral approach of like blowing up overnight which everybody wants to do then you get that and so i have so many followers that don't even understand my sense of humor and then i'll, I'll post something funny and they would be like what is this you're not you're supposed to be travel guy why are you rapping yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. so that's why it's like i'd rather just grow slow and grow authentically and grow with quantity quality over quantity and and there's just so much more opportunity there for me um than oh this yeah race to numbers game that everybody tries to play well, the race to numbers isn't even, it's not even as, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Not important, but it's it's not as necessary because there are people with hundreds of thousands of followers that are struggling, struggling to monetize their audience, their brand, their personal brand, yep. you know, et cetera. Um, someone that has such a unique niche audience that's small but loyal is going to be able to sell more product be able to um, impact people on a deeper level which is what you are doing so when you said that you know you you want to be like a matt diavella you are because you know you might not be at his his scale or his numbers right now but um it's the message that you are conveying is so niche and it's impacting people on a much much deeper level so that's way more important. Way more important. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I do. It's a two-way about... street. It's a two-way street, though, too. Yeah, both, I think we're we're both at a very similar level in our careers, where we have a a very dedicated following. It might not be something that you come to on paper, and, and somebody's like immediately like, "Holy shit!" But then once they stick right. around for a while, they're like, "Oh, these <laughs> these guys right. are just full of it," which I like. They're real people for sure, and I I thought at a, at a at a moment, I thought I was alone on the YouTube space. I don't know if you've seen some of my older YouTube videos, but <laughs> you and I have very similar voices where we talk about and make we make fun of this content. I did it in more of a serious way. You did it more in a humorous way. Um, but I thought I was alone. And then when I watched your video, I was like, I saw it. I'm like, thank you. Like, finally, I like I, this huge like relief moment. I'm like, Thank God someone actually has their eyes open because the amount of videos people were posting with the same backflip, hand movement, transitions. I mean, it was like, to me, when I saw it, I'm like, okay, I can discredit you automatically. I can discredit you. Unless they were really trying to learn, which I know a lot of them were, um, which is totally cool. But to take like a Sam Colder video and just turn that into your own content and consistently do it, which people were doing. I was like, man, this shit is getting so old, so fast. What is yeah. happening here? Yeah. I mean, it's cool <laughs> to see when people start out 
you know, when they first exactly. grab a camera. It's yeah. really cool to see that they're actually getting out there. They're making something. They're having fun with it. And so you can't bash it. Um, for me, it's like after a while when they're starting to f- like get an understanding of who they are as a creator and their understanding of who they are as a creator identifies with that style. That's when it kind of hurts because you're like you started being inspired by the Jay Alvarez's, the Sam Colders, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. That's cool. I mean, I, I loved the travel industry and uh, I wanted to get into it a lot because of that kind of stuff. But once you find your voice, it needs to be yours. It needs to be something that creating videos really came from an authentic place. And just for you to to be inspired by all these videos that look cool. And if your main goal is to make a video that looks cool, for me, you're just doing it all for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Well, you're being your own PR person and everybody wants to look good. It's, it's social media, period. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> that that video popped off big time. What I get, What was your thought process before? Were you Were you sitting like like you are right now, just at your computer and you're like, enough is enough. I got to make something that just mocks this. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I like to think mostly everything I do is pretty well thought out and intentional. Um, that video included, right? So, um, it, it was a lot of that, but a lot of it was me <laughs> kind of being selfish and knowing that a video like that would do well. So, I never really wanted to do a my year video because of the cliche aspect. I was like, fucking everybody does a my year video. Everybody does the same style of video. Everybody does. And I've always known I was good at what I do. And I see people that have a huge following and uh, a lot of people that, that love their work and share their work. And they all fell into that same category. And I'm like, fuck, dude, Sam, if you just gave in and made a video that's just Elenium, EDM, cool transitions, then it would get big. And so I sat back and I was like, wait a minute, there could be something here. What if I ironically did that? And then it's like a two-way street, right? It's like the irony is obviously very funny and very um, niche. For those of you who don't know, I made a, a My Year 2019 video or 2018 that went 600,000 views on YouTube now. Um, but I, I knew there was this opportunity to like give in to that style that would be semi-viral in the travel industry, but also just completely shit on it. Um, and my, I think I'm very proud of that video because so many jokes in it um, are so nuanced and so subtle and it's just like a lot of people realize they're like off the bat you're like okay this guy's full of shit um because dude there's a part where i say uh i quit my nine to five job and then 15 seconds later i say i dropped out of college right right (laughs) (laughs) and i thought that was hilarious but then i get dms to this day of like yo i also dropped out of college and like a public service announcement. I did not drop out of college. I didn't drop out of college. I, I didn't, I never had a nine to five, but I didn't quit my nine to five. I just, I was making fun of the industry, but, uh, yeah, I saw that opportunity. And so I, I was like, I can make this kind of funny, uh, travel style because I had just started my, um, travel company with my buddy, Luke. We'd gone all over the world and back. And I was like, I wanted, 
I do want to share my story from this year. And so I found that kind of funny in between where I can use Elenium and use crazy transitions, but also just use it as a tool to like point out a lot of the things that are uh, very cliche about the industry. And uh, the YouTube algorithm done did its magic. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and, and it's like passive income for me because every single day that video gets another thousand hits and I get another you know, 15 Whatever. followers on Instagram just because oh, of that shit, one really? video. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's cool. It's, it's literally like a, a good investment. That's what I would say because it just sits there and YouTube just shares the fuck out of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, so that's a great way to look at your videos is it's an investment. It's an investment of your time and investments get returns, obviously. Um, especially on YouTube, dude. YouTube, still on crushing YouTube. It. YouTube just shares it for you and, and YouTube knows it's like having an advertising agency work for you for free. Not only will they share it for you, they'll share it to the right people at the right age demographic, the people who already like your style of videos, the people that are already going to watch your type of content and they'll put it in front of them. And so to me that I was like, whoa, I don't, you don't, you don't have to pay anybody. You get paid for it. And it's like, uh, yeah, that's, it was lucky enough too to be, um, that video specifically was kind of my return to YouTube. Cause I had made a lot of YouTube videos in the past and I had not made a video on YouTube in like a year and a half. And then I dropped that one and I was like, Oh shit. One, one swing at the bat. I did get lucky on that end. Uh, one swing at the bat and that one blew the fuck up. And I was like, I, I definitely need to get back into YouTube. Yeah. Um, did you, did so you have another did, channel? Or was uh, it on this no, channel and so you just deleted old I, videos? Yeah, yeah. So okay. I took I took off a lot of uh, a lot of my old stuff. It's the same thing where um, I do, and I I think in the future I'm going to do some some videos, kind of highlighting a lot of my old stuff and and showing some of my older videos. But for me, that quality over quantity. I wanted people to be very direct with what I do and who I am, and I don't want it to be distracting. I guess where if I have all my videos, cause I did the same thing. Like I did my years before my years were my years, right? I have a 2013 recap video. I have a 2015 recap video. I have a, yeah. So I did a video every single month, the entire year of 2013. And I did a video every single month, the entire year of 2016. So like March, like this was January, 2016. This was February, wow. 2016. Wow. This was okay. And so that's how I really honed in my like, editing by doing like videos of just my friends and I running around doing stupid shit. Um, yeah. And it's, it's so much fun just for me to look back on or like, I'll have a friend over and I'm like, dude, let's watch this. And we watch, and I have all this footage from documenting my, my journey through college and my journey. And it's really, really cool. But, uh, yeah, once I like redecided kind of the direction of my YouTube channel, I took a lot of that stuff down just so I can be very focused and People are very like the clarity. I know you always talk about clarity. I want people to know when they, when they interact with my brand, when they interact with Sam Newton, when they interact with move to create, which is my company that I run. Um, I want them to know it's travel based adventure based videos. And that's it. I want it clean. I want it. And they're going to be good. And they're going to be good. And though, as long as you understand those three things, it's very clear. It's very direct. It's very, and then on top of that, I just add this element of like, also, Sam does incredible travel videos and he's he's kind of funny. He's, he has some jokes sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I, I like that um, that 
clarity in the direction. So I, I took a lot of the old ones down. Yeah. No, I love that. I think I think a lot of people need clarity. And I know you know I've been talking about this um, recently. And, and it goes back to social media and, and Gary Vee and wanting to be on all these platforms and, and create value on all these platforms and make eight pieces or ten pieces of content every single day. Uh, you just you end up spreading yourself too thin and, and you, it's more of a distraction than actually moving the needle with where you want to go in life. Yes. Uh, which is. Yes. Is dude, I'm, I'm so like getting fired man. up. This is. Yeah. I love this. Dude. Yeah. Um, if I can give one thing, if anybody can walk away with one recommendation, recommend, recommendation, yeah, that's right. recommendation, <laughs> recommendation, uh, essentialism, mm. the book essentialism uh i'm really bad at knowing authors um, oh dude so am i don't worry about it yeah just forget it <laughs> but essentialism it is the greatest book ever it's changed everything my approach on everything it's essentially just focus your time and energy focus as much time and energy into what is the most important thing now granted the the downside of this book for people that are really just just starting out You'll read it and you'll be like, shit, I don't really have the luxury to do a lot of these things. There's so many things that you can still take away from, but this would be more towards somebody who's like already kind of gotten their feet under them. You know, videography, you have maybe one client, you have, you have a little stream of income and you want to figure out how to get to that next level. Dude, read essentialism. It's changed my, it's that entire approach on life of focusing on what's at hand. What's the most important thing that you can do right now and do that and do that fully in like, dude, my mindset used to be, how do I get more clients, right? That's my mindset. How do I get more clients? And inherently with that mindset, I was killing myself because I'd never thought of like, and I had already had two clients or three clients, right? And my, my thing was like using those clients as a fucking ladder, to get to the next level, to get to, instead of focusing on the, like I had a client in front of me and my mindset was, how do I get more clients? That's so wrong. It's, I wanted it to be like, there's, sorry, it's not, and there, there's right things in thinking you want to grow, but I say it's so wrong in that most people never even focus on the one client that they have. They don't give the right attention. And if you, really prove to that one client that you're so valuable they're gonna build the budgets bigger they're gonna build the projects bigger they're gonna really invest and my first big client was vincero watches and they're like <laughs> they're not even clients anymore they're like some of my best friends i just walk into the office and give everybody shit and high five because i was in with them i was in with that company when there was four people working there five people working there now they have an office of like 20 and they are an incredible brand, but it's like I spent a lot of time and effort trying to focus on like, oh, I have Vincero. How do I get to that next level? Instead of turning around and being like, how can I make Vincero so much better so that it then comes back to me? And so just that essentialist approach on on so many things for me has changed my career. So now I, we, my company, we have like four clients right now, four consistent uh, clients. Retainers. And we do... Yeah, yeah. So we do extremely well with those four because we focus so much on making them better. And even if they don't have a big budget to begin with, think of yourself as like an inside investor on it. 
and think of yourself as like a like you own a portion of that company because as long as you become friends with the person who's starting it and as long as you really make sure they are clear with what your intentions are you you say hey I'll work on these videos for a little bit cheaper but I want you to know when you do get that first round of investment I'm your guy no one else when that first investor comes and invests 500k into your your company I'm your guy so if you think of it like that and you can really focus on just fostering the best relationships with those clients, then it it is a long game. And once that long game plays out, oh, fucking it's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Dude, I'm impressed. First of all, how old are you? 20? Me? Yeah. I'm 47 years old. <laughs> are, we, are we the I same age? I age really well. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm 25. Like wine. 25. <laughs> 25. Yeah. 25. That's, dude. I'm about to be 26 in a month. Oh I'm my scared, god, man. I'm on the I'm on the downhill. <laughs> you're old as fuck, dude. Um that's crazy. I'm I'm impressed because so many people, including myself, went the I wanna I wanna become an influencer route. All about me, 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 me. And it sounds like you went right into I wanna create a business and help brands and and make money. And start there. Was that kind of your thought process right after college, after you you graduated and started traveling? I think it was still more me, 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 but it wasn't okay. like me, 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 me. Let me show people. It was I want to travel. I uh, really, really just wanted just want to travel. travel, and I was like, how can I make this happen? Gotcha. Interesting. Um, so me okay. and my best friend Gabe, right after I graduated from college, we went on a trip to Europe. Um, I had money that I was given, I was in like $17,000 student loan debt, um, which I know some people are in a lot worse. Some people are, didn't have any, but that was about where I was at. I had maybe like $700 to my name graduating college. And that's like, the, that is the ticket, the plane ticket to Europe. And so me and my best friend Gabe, we really wanted to just have a, a bros trip, uh, to Europe where we can just go, uh, and and drink and have a good time and so me my my best friend Gabe we we looked at how we can reach out to a ton of clients and just be like yo we make videos what can we do um and I think we emailed we being he did like a lot of the 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 email business side and I I came in with the creative side and I think he emailed like three thousand people oh my God. not even exaggerating i, lo- I um, love that <laughs> with and we like individually type the so like we had the template but then we would change the template based off the company and so there would be like full sentences that we type and be like we understand that you're yada yada and looking back the, the emails were so bad i'm like we did so many things wrong but we did we put ourselves out there in that first euro trip we landed like three clients and uh one of them was paid like 500 dollars, i think but the rest, the other two of the clients were Wombat City Hostel, um, which is a hostel chain in Europe. And uh, the th- one of the clients was Eurail, the European oh, rail system. Oh, yeah. I, saw, I think I saw so that. Yeah. We, we got free travel <laughs> and we got free places to stay. And when we were at Wombats, they also fed us. And so we made videos in exchange for this. And then me and Gabe and my buddy Lewis, who came out, we got to run around, got free train passes got free hostels to stay in and were able to spend like two hundred dollars each and make an entire 
three week uh, Euro trip happened and that's when it kind of clicked. I'm like, dude, there are people out there making money traveling. Somebody is doing it. Why can't I do it? And I think I had I, I had the privilege to have that mindset at a very young age before I ever read any self-help books, before I ever was involved in like a community. I just naturally had that kind of confidence, that why not me mindset. And I went into it and it all, I was like, all right, well, if we can land two clients this time, what if we send 6,000 emails? What if we do it bigger? So I planned another trip. Um... I think my second trip, then it just, it all, it all snowballed. Then my second trip I planned was to, um, essentially I got hired to do a wedding in Guam, which is the most gorgeous place ever. Um, an island off like in the South Pacific, um, did a wedding in Guam. Then I was like, all right, so I'm already out there. I can fly to like Thailand and Vietnam and Southeast Asia area. I got like, I think between like three or four clients, I think I got like a thousand dollars to just film random things out in Vietnam and Thailand. And then I also um, was able to connect with uh, a charity in Kenya who didn't have like a, a huge, but they didn't pay me, but they were like, we will fly you out. We will house you. We will give you food to eat if you film like a mini doc about our charity and I was like, let's fucking go. And so they flew me, which then made the plane flights cheaper because they flew me from Asia to Kenya and back home on their budget. So that made everything. So my second, my first trip, Euro trip with my buddy Gabe, um, we went all around Europe, paid like $300 each and, and just were balling on a budget. We were squeezing into like 12 person hostels the whole time. It was great. But then by my second trip, I kept that mentality and I went to Guam, Vietnam, Thailand, Kenya, all in one trip. It was like a three month around the world trip. And, uh, it was basically all covered by just random by the, the, the wedding in Guam, then the charity in Kenya, and then a few small clients here and there. And then that's when I was like, fuck, I can do this. That's when it was just so real. And so, um, I was lucky enough to meet my current business partner, Luke Jackson Clark at watch Luke, the best travel photographer in the game. Go follow him Let's right go. now. Um, Shameless plug, uh, baby. Dude, that's not even, I, I have zero shame involved because that is my best friend. He's also my business partner, but I'm, I was so privileged to meet him on my third trip and just sat back and talked about like, what I wanted to do. I'm like, there's people making videos, traveling. I want to do that. And he was a photographer and he's like, I want to do that. <laughs> like we all want to do that. Yeah. And we're like, let's do it together. Yeah. Uh, and then we just built this company around it. And it's really just the snowball effect and you just have to take one step at a time. And, uh, that was the first trip was about four years ago now. And wow. so I've been traveling nonstop. So it's been a long journey for sure. And boy, did we not make any yeah. money for the first <laughs> sure. few years. It was like that. That's why this is a very long way to answer to the, how did I start? But it, it was just because I wanted to travel. I had this itch to get out there and see things. And so I made it happen. I made it my priority. I made, I, there was some kind of clarity there where it's like, I'm going to do one thing. I'm going to st stop everything else and do this one thing. And that's figure out how I can get paid um, to travel. And if I ever took on another project, I just made sure it fit 
within that that one direction. So if I did take on a wedding, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to do this because it's going to free up $3,000 for me to put aside to do this next trip. Or So as long as you have that very intentional, as long as you're always answering that why question, like, why am I doing this? And how you have that bigger goal, then it's like very clear. And travel was my North star, if you will. Um, and I still, to this day, dude, I love it so much. I just, there's something about just being out there, um, and, and just always on the move and that lifestyle that just feeds me. And I need sure. How long do you think you can keep up your, your travel schedule before you start feeling like, Oh man, I need a, I need a fucking break here. I'm already feeling like that. So. <laughs> okay. Um, How do you break it up? Let's see. La- last year I was on the road six months out of the year in in different countries and all over the place. The year before that was, I think, like eight months. So I was only home for like like three and a half months. Wow. Um, that's, that I was don't a know lot. If I but could I do that like one. loved it. But yeah, 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 that's a lot. It was, <laughs> it's definitely difficult way more difficult than people think in terms of just like you know people see the crazy edits when i'm done but they don't see anything in between oh my god it's so much work bro so much work but i'm like i said dude i'm so blessed with the community that i've built through a lot of it through instagram a lot of it through social media um and that community has kind of fueled me to like just stay young I, I know i'm not old by any means but once you hit 25 26 you start you know you start feeling like i identify more with a 30 year old than i identify with a 20 year old right now if that makes sense like i would way rather pass on the night out on the bars than and so i have this incredible community of people who also love traveling and um either they've just I've met them along the way through traveling or I've met them through Instagram. It's just kept that fire in me. And so every time, and it's just this push and pull every time I'm home, I'm like, dude, I got to get out there. I need to move. I need to do something. I need to see the world. And then every time you're sitting in uh, a bathroom in Northern Vietnam with no toilet paper (laughs) and everything's fucked and it's so hot and you're just like, what am I doing? doing (laughs) and you're in this room and everything's so loud and there's bugs everywhere and you're like can't i just be in a nice (laughs) sam let's go home and so you always want what you don't have but uh but those are great memories too though you know you've been in the bathroom stuck like you're gonna remember that for a long time um oh yeah what was i gonna ask you oh do you feel i i know i've i've personally struggled with this uh i know a lot of people have struggled with this but after a big trip, after you've collaborated with like inspirational, incredible people, when you get back home and everything is just quiet and silent, do you start to lose your mind and maybe get a little, a little not depressed, but just like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, no, I will say 100% know what you mean. <laughs> it's, yeah, you maybe, get the, maybe shed I mean, a tear a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> it's like the, it's like the Sunday scaries, but for a big trip. Yeah, exactly. 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 Um, How do you deal yeah, with that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, I think that's just life, isn't it? Sure. Uh, uh, whether you're traveling or whether you're just going to your nine to five, it's just you're putting distractions in front of you. Yeah. And whether you enjoy those distractions or not, 
at the end of the day, you're just distracting yourself from yourself. Um, right. And to be able to like uh, step back and uh, just really be at ease with where you're at in life and with your own thoughts is an important thing. And mm-hmm. if you dive into like a lot of Ryan Holiday's books, mm. he talks a lot about stoicism yeah. and, and being able to just be easy. Dude, I yeah. suck at I it. Know. I'm the most emotionally charged very like let's go let's do this i'm which is a lot of the self-help community and then ryan holiday's coming in like chill yeah for sure ow (laughs) um and so yeah dude when you go on these big trips they're so incredible and so awesome and i think i'm lucky to be able to like come back from it and then immediately have a vision in my mind of like what i want to edit so then i just dive straight in i'm so passionate about these projects so i just edit these these crazy projects but mm. then i'd say once the edit's done so like once i just finished my my recent uh, year in recap i sat for a while and i was like damn all right well what's next what other video and I, i'm working on another video for a film festival that i'm throwing and now i have to just you have to like reignite that like passion for a project right. and it's not easy uh, even if you have like people think there's this idea that you have like incredible footage and a cool story to tell like there it is. You're going to just start editing. Like it, sometimes it's the exact same as editing that, that corporate interview. You'll just look at it and be like, scream and want to throw your laptop at a wall because you're like, what am I doing? Right. This sucks. Or I'll edit for three hours and be like, focus on one little bit. And I'm like, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, keeping that, keeping that passion and really enjoying the projects you're working on is important, but yeah, when you come back from these these crazy trips, just to be able to to ground yourself and and I think the big benefit of running your own business and doing what we do and and creating this lifestyle for ourselves is like if I do ever get that feeling and I really do want to just get out there and travel, I don't have to ask John if I want to leave. I don't have to ask Cindy if I want to leave. I just buy a ticket to Vietnam sure. and I just go back. You know? Yeah. When's when's the last time you traveled and didn't create any content? You just chilled and enjoyed it. <laughs> um well at the end of the last trip my uh, uh luke and i my business partner we did spend a lot of time where we're like we went to new zealand for two weeks and then australia for a week and mm-hmm. in australia we spent a lot of time just focusing on we're like he lives in for everyone who doesn't know he lives in london and i live in uh san luke? diego so okay yes so it's pretty far imagine that's yeah, it's difficult to issue. operate how we yeah. operate when we're in different countries. Um, but so we're like, let's spend this week really just focusing on the future of the company and how we can uh, direct. And so we didn't really spend too much time on like content creation, but we still <laughs> still spent time on like the business aspect of it. So um, I don't know. I, I never people always ask me, like, do you feel like you're missing out on the moment because you're always filming and you're always and I say I understand that, yes, there might be a few moments that I miss out on, but God damn it, I've gotten so many more of those moments than the average person in my life because I go in with that intention of like thinking if I capture this moment and create something incredible out of it and make somebody feel this moment, even if it's a little piece of this moment, if I can make somebody else feel it, then in turn, that's going to snowball to open more doors for me to have more moments like this, if that makes sense. So like, even if I'm not just sitting there meditating on a rock in Kauai and, uh, (laughs) you know, I'm still 
I'm still loving every bit of it and I'm all about capturing it, but I'm capturing it with intention. I, I, I like to think every single time when I'm out there with my camera, I'm thinking of a bigger project. I tell people all the time, don't just go and film cool shit and then get home and look at it and be like, now what? Know what you're filming, know the story you're going to tell and then make sure the the shots that you get form around that story. And that's going to be really important to, to anything and help fuel you and, uh, yeah. So I, to answer your question, never, I don't think ever since I started traveling, I've always had my camera and I, I need, I'll look at something. I'm like, dude, this is so sick. I need it. I need to get it right now. Uh, but, but the caveat to that would, I guess be it. I'm really good at, at having a general idea of what videos I want to make. So if it's really cool and it doesn't feed into the concept or the story I'm trying to tell, then I won't film it. I'll just hang out, watch, and I'm, I'm blessed to normally travel with other people with a camera. So a lot of times like, you know, they're filming and I'm just like hanging out or, you know, you're the dude in the yellow yes. jacket standing there while they're filming and you're like, I get all oh of these my clips. God. These clips are mine, oh, bitch. My God. I remember when I first started this whole journey and I was starting to follow filmmakers on YouTube and I'm like, wait, like, why are you a filmmaker? You're not even doing the filmmaking. You're just in the picture. Like, what? <laughs> That's content. Yeah. That's a content creator right there, like, bro. Oh. Where you're, you're like, you know, every motherfucker in LA that's dis- self-described as a photographer, videographer, model, entrepreneur, singer. I don't know what else, but you know, when you're, when you fall into every single mold and you're like, dude, what yeah, do you do? That's- you're not what a creator, you you're do? an influencer then. That's, yeah, that's the other <laughs> <Yeah>. side. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, getting back to your videos and, and being in the moment or being out of the moment, I think, I mean, at least for me, if I'm going on a trip to make a video with purpose, especially with doing it with other creators, like I feel like that puts you in the moment because you, you, are, you are seeking the moments. And it's way different than if you were going to vlog vlogging is like you're you're you are completely removed because you're thinking you're thinking about every single situation as like a movie but it's your life and but you're thinking it from like a third person view so that i mean is mm-hmm. i think that is the 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 king of of being out of the moment i think when when you're creating really you're creating content with purpose you're you're much more in the moment because you're with friends you're experiencing certain locations the beauty and you're not vlogging yourself you're vlogging or you're not vlogging but you're you're creating content in general with 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 a, a subject in mind and a, and a location um it's what, you know my, what I, mean? I mean when when i travel when i travel with photographers and videographers we hit every single sunrise every sunrise every right and those moments are some of the most beautiful moments that you could ever ask for in life it's so still no one's there you go to the most popular places in the world travel hack if you want cool footage and people like how'd you do that you wake up at 4 a.m you get there before the sun's up then you can get the eiffel tower to yourself you can get anything you want to film to yourself at sunrise and it's so still and so serene and so beautiful and every person i've ever traveled with who doesn't go with a camera has that like dude why the fuck would we wake up not regret more so like why would we wake up at sunrise let's just go there at 10 
<laughs> Why would we do this at because I'm the the overarching goal here is to get that shot, that sunrise shot. However, because of that goal, now I'm able to just witness sunrise at the Eiffel Tower, which a lot of people aren't able to say. Or or sunrise at all these locations around the world in in Kenya or or Vietnam or wherever it is I'm my I might be, but most people that just travel to travel won't be able to do that because they're focusing on other things. And I think photography and videography offers me that creative outlet that also pushes me to see more and right. do more. And, and well, you're more. trying to create the most beautiful moment. And because of that, you're in the most beautiful moment. So you get to experience the most beautiful moment. Yeah. 100%. So yeah, 100%. pros and cons for sure. For sure. Um, let me ask you this. What were, what were some of the, if, if you could trim the fat, with all the the experiences with with move to create and, and building your 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 business, if you could just trim the fat and and start over and do those essential moves that really really started making you money, that transition from traveling for free but not really making money to making money creating content for for brands. What would it be those mm-hmm. essential steps if you could just start over, cut the fat, and just start right there? Stop, stop doing consistent, like kind of good projects, I guess I would say. So the like $500 projects would be a perfect, and in the travel industry, you're just, we're just looking for somebody to pay for that flight. So $500 is like, that's a flight. And so if you get 10 of those projects, that's bad math here, Sam, (laughs) it's $5,000 right there. (laughs) I froze on the most easy equation ever, but, um, yeah, just I would focus so much on getting 10 $500 clients and keep pushing that narrative of just like I need it. And then I would never, ever make any of the videos good because I had so many and they were all so cheap. And so my mindset was like, they're not paying me that well. So why would I make the video that good? And it was such a toxic mindset because then it's like, then I'd finish these videos and I'd never have a, like a proper portfolio to turn around and show people that I'm valuable because all my videos fucking sucked because I thought I wasn't getting paid enough. And so to, to have that mindset of like, I'm not getting paid enough, so I'm going to just do the minimum or I'm just going to make a good video and send it is awful because you got to think every single thing that your name is on, every project you ever put together is a project that someone else might see and you just need to utilize it to your advantage and turn it around. And I think if I was telling younger Sam, it's like, you don't need as many clients. You don't need, and the $500 thing was arbitrary. It's more the amount of how many I tried to stack up and that mindset of like, since I'm not getting paid enough, I don't need to make it amazing because you get what you pay for is what everyone always says. And that killed me because I was what they paid for and so it's like my advice to so many people that want to start out and make travel videos because it's the number one thing anyone asks me I make I travel for a living I make travel videos it's the most glorified lifestyle ever everyone asks how do I do it if you want to land a travel client my number number one piece of advice would be you reach out to someone and do it for free, but, but, huge but, caveat, do it with intention. So when you're reaching out to them, essentially what you're doing is you're saying, hey, you obviously are probably, you probably don't have a portfolio in the travel industry, 
So why the fuck would someone pay you $5,000 to make a travel video, right? So you need to make a travel video first to show that you're worth $5,000 to get paid for a travel video. So you reach out to a company, you say, hey, toss me and make sure they identify with like the travel industry or, or, or where you're going. Don't just be like, this is sick phone cases. Cause you know, it might sound good in the moment, but then you make a phone case video and you want to make more travel videos. You're like, damn it. That didn't really fit. But say you find an adventure brand, um, look for one that's a decently established, right? You say, give me one of your backpacks. Give me one thing, one thing. This is key. You just ask for something small, something tiny. And I will make you a video in return. I'll, I'll, also, all my advice is to videographers more than photographers because that's what I'm good at. Um, but it, it applies to photography too. It's give me one thing and I will I will make you a full like one minute brand edit with this, right? But I want the my intention here is that if you really like this video, we can open the dialogue down the line to do a slightly bigger project. So you start with that free video. They give you a backpack because, you know, they send influencer shit all the time. Hopefully, you know, you might need to email 500. You might need to email 3000 companies to get one backpack for free. And it sucks, but you, you might need to do it. So you do that. You get this one backpack. You go to God knows where it doesn't. You don't have to necessarily have already gone to Thailand or purchase your ticket to Thailand or, or wherever you want to go, you can just go into your backyard, make a crazy edit with this backpack, make it so goddamn good because they're, they're not expecting anything. This company is not expecting anything. They're throwing you a free backpack from someone who might not have a portfolio and they are expecting jack shit. They're expecting you to come back and give them something shitty because that's what most people do when they're like, why would I make you a $10,000 video for a free backpack. Now what you do is you make a video that would be valued at $10,000 and you send it back to them and you say, this is what I can do. And they're like, God damn, that was so good. And then they're going to ask you, can we use it on our social channels? Can we use say yes, but I'd like to open the dialogue down the line to now do a thousand dollar project with three products. Right. And hopefully if you did it well enough, they're going to send it to you. But this is why it's a win-win. Even if they're like, ah, that was great, but sorry, no thank you. Now you've worked with that client and now you have a portfolio. Voila. And when somebody comes and asks you how much, like I never lie and I, I would never say like, yeah, that backpack company gave me $10,000 for that video. But what I will say is, yeah, for a video like that, you can expect around, I would charge around like $5,000 for it, right? See, I'm not lying to them. But that's how much time and effort I put into it. Even though I did it for free, they don't know that. And now it's on my portfolio. And I, I know I just lined out a long ass process right there, but that's what I would, that that's how I did what I did. I came in, I said, I will do a video for dumb cheap for one thing. Then I got that one, that said thing. And I made sure the most important thing is just always make sure you're clear that you're doing this with the intention of working on bigger projects with them and not just because so many people do free stuff. And this is why people hate the idea of giving out free stuff. And so many people will be like, don't do it. Don't do it. Know your value. Don't do it. And that's so true. But as long as you knowing your value is coming in with intention saying, Hey, 
I will do this one thing for free. You're not going to do 15 projects for free for them. Um, like movement, just sucking the soul out of every 20-year-old right. right, with right. a videographer. Just, yeah, I'll toss you we'll our give you a watch. $35 yeah, sure. watch, and you make us 80 videos and advertise us on every bang energy. But you're Adver an ambassador. You know, um, but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Congratulations. Um, but, you know, just, just coming in and, and understanding that that's your end intention, and now you have... You all you have to do is get one free product from one company that's that's decently established, and now voila, you have a portfolio. Now you can send that video to more companies and say, "Hey, this is what I do." And so that I, I guess that would be my one biggest advice to younger Sam is, is knowing that earlier and really just like capitalizing on that approach, and then also full-on identification would be my my second piece of advice meaning never say i'm trying to be something if you are even if you've done one of these things or even if you've never done anything if you want to get into wedding videography right there you are a wedding videographer congrats done a professional done. wedding videographer done. you are a perfect yeah 100 you i you cling to that identity I started calling myself a travel videographer four years ago after my first trip to Europe, right? And it sounded stupid, and a lot of people were like, all right, Sam, calm the fuck down. You're you're a, a frat guy who went to Europe like every other dude with a camera and made a couple videos. You're not a travel videographer. And, you know, even looking back now, when I see most people doing that, I, I know that 99% of those people are, you know, they're going to fall off. They're going to get another job. But if you stick with that identity and you're like, yo... I am a travel videographer. Then now people all around you, at first they're going to laugh. At first they're going to be like, that's dumb. But then it's slowly going to build on itself. And then now every time anyone sees me, any of my old friends, they know Sam, travel videos. That's what he does. That's who he is. And so as long as you can cling to that identity as soon as possible with whatever it is you do want to do, if you are one of those privileged people in life that you're like, this is my muse. This is my North star. This is what I want. Find that identity, stick with that identity, own it. And things will start building on themselves. I love that. First of all, are you sure you haven't read the book? The one thing I have not read the book. The one thing I might've just written it for you guys. I Done. think you just, <laughs> you just recited it pretty Yeah. Much. I mean, by no means are any of those original thoughts at all. I'm not, I'm not taking credit, but this oh, is just sure. all these. Well, this is my mindset look. on everything. <laughs> But no, I have not read it. Right, right, right. Nothing is truly <laughs> original at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Um, dude, yeah, I'm I'm very impressed how how tunnel vision you are. We kind of talked about it already, but the way that you the way that you are so focused on just leveraging every single little tiny bit out of a client that you can unless they just don't want to work with you anymore. But that's, <laughs> which how, happens. that's how you're thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. which happens. Right, right, right. But but that's what you're thinking. You're doing it with such intense purpose, which not many people are doing, which is why they are struggling right now. So what you just said is going to help a shit ton of people Hopefully. get so ultra focused, which is amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that you up. You guys can all Venmo um, me at... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Send him a send him a buck. Value. Set, start the Patreon account. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's it's I, I 
do you read a lot of self-help books? Because the things you're saying, I'm like, wow. A good amount. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, yep. I'm definitely yep. pretty, <laughs> pretty into I can tell, the industry man. itself. Um, less so than I used to. I think last year I read probably like 13 or 14 self-help books. Um, and, wow. Uh, I've read less because a lot of the times... Um, and I think a lot of people listening can connect to this issue is you spend more time focusing on like these self-help books and like self-help YouTube videos. And you're like, I'm literally distracting myself from what I'm trying to motivate myself to do. For sure. <laughs> you know, like I would read so many and, and they're very beneficial in a lot of ways. And a lot of times it, it, it does help your mindset. But once you gain a general idea of the mindset, the best thing you can ever do is just doing something. Do something. Go move forward. Stop just jerking yourself off reading books and so many books. And they're, they're very important. But like if you just read these books and then you talk about it at the coffee shop all day long and don't actually do anything, then congrats. You're exactly the reason the self-help community is so big because so many people just read that like – it, why is the self-help community a billion-dollar industry, and why are there so little people that are that successful? Because it's enjoyable to just talk about it, and nobody just jumps on it. Like at a young age, I tr I made an attempt to start a company, and it stuck, and I was lucky to do that. But I think a lot of people just enjoy talking about it, and they don't do. And I think the self-help community does that. That's why camera reviews are so popular on YouTube because people just enjoy looking at things and watching it. And it's like, if you're going to buy a camera, why spend two weeks look deciding on which camera you're going to buy on, on YouTube? Literally spend fucking like 10 hours a day reviewing uh, camera equipment when you could have already bought a goddamn camera, had it sent to your house and spent those two weeks working on a project. Like... To me, the cell, I, I do read a good amount of books, but I think I've slowly learned that. And I realize now that like a lot of the self-help community, just like any community, just like panders to their audience. So many books. That, I've, I've read a lot of books that I'm like, this is the best. And I will like essentialism, dude, I will preach that all day, any day. Um, the Yeah, uh, there, there's so many books, but then I'll read some books and be like, dude, you're just... Or you have this, they'll have this one idea, this one concept that's really cool and you walk away from the book, but they stretch it out to make sure it's 150 pages so they can call it a book. And you're like, dude, I didn't need 80 examples of beer. So yeah, there's a lot of, th there's a lot of books out there like that for sure. What, um, I know we've been talking about a lot of things that are, uh, that are positive, all the, all the, all the good stuff, but what's, what's something that, that you've struggled with? either trying to build your business move to create or something that you're struggling with currently mindset. The um, most important thing I'm struggling clients. with right now is the fact that, uh, I need to pee really badly. So I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, we're almost done. Then, we're almost done. Are you on a, are you on a time crunch? No, 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 dude. I could go for okay. hours. Um, can I pop to the bathroom real quick and then I'll answer that question. Yeah. All right, yeah cool. I, can, I will too. Right, oh, everyone. Okay. <laughs> All right. See you. Yep. Bye-bye. That was fun. <laughs> and, we're and we're back. I don't know if you're gonna cut that out or keep that in. Those I'll keep. I'll keep um, bits. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, um, something that something yeah. that you're struggling with, either right now or whatever you feel comfortable with sharing. I want to put something you on the spot. that I'm struggling with on a more serious note with this industry and what I do. Um, isolation. It's especially like my business partner lives in London, 
Like, think about that. I have Chase, luckily, uh, who also works with me. Um, he and I moved in together six months ago. So I'm extremely blessed to like live with somebody who works with me that we can work on projects and be like, dude, let's go film something. So that was awesome. I haven't always had that though. Um, for sure, working for yourself, uh, this idea, yeah, you, you don't spend as much time with people as you'd like. And I'm a very social person. Um, uh, yeah, I, I wish I had more of a social life, I guess. I wish I was able to like have fun at the bars like I used to, but just can't do that anymore. I'm just so in and I'm like so deep in the game that I'm always regretting when I'm not working, which is a shitty, shitty rabbit hole to go down. Um, and I know you talk about like, make sure to schedule in time to have fun and that's something that I <laughs> I need to do better at because there's so many things that like there's so many things that I would like to do but I don't because I just use my job as an excuse and so it's cool I'm lucky enough to be at a point where I'm a workaholic but I genuinely genuinely love what I do but when I'm not traveling when I'm at home and I'm just editing sometimes there are a lot of lows where I'm just like not around people for a long period of time and it's not that fun, but, uh, I would say that's the side that people don't see. Um, cause when they interact with me, I, I talk about my, like I put one, like a video out a month and I like it to be really good. And I'm normally always positive or funny or happy. So people always have this idea that I'm just like, woohoo, fuck yeah, Sam, <laughs> everything's great. I'm in Bali right now, right, but right. you know, there's definitely, there's definitely not it's not that 100% of the time. And that's what a lot of people, and, and that's, I think a big reason why a lot of people fall out and it's not a bad thing, but you got to understand if you're truly diving into this industry and you want to be really, really good in this industry and you don't want to have a nine to five and you want to work for yourself. And there's so many benefits of working for yourself, but there's also that downside. It's like, yeah, I, I don't have that much time for other people. And, uh, sometimes that kind of just, affects my social life a lot my relationship life is a fucking a disaster completely impossible um so yeah you, you have some give and takes like i'm not gonna find it's, it's not that i want a girlfriend but it's like impossible to find a, a girl whose schedule that would would align up to what i do and even if i find a girl that i really like whose schedule might not align then I'm like always making excuses and running away from the possibility of a relationship and like ending things early with a girl because I'm like, well, fuck, I'm going to be on a two month trip. And you know, I can't, I can't be working on a relationship right now when I have my business and numbers, 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 and I got to get bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'd say those two big, big things, like just a lot of social relationships, I don't focus on as much as I should because I'm so focused on my end goal. Relationships are hard when you're when you're trying to be selfish and you have to be selfish if you're going to grow something and, and make a big impact, at least to mm-hmm. at least in the beginning, for sure. Yeah. Um, 100 yeah. percent. And I try I try to be I mean, I I am a a person who I like to get out there and it's this impossible in between between. Now we're going into more dating life talk with <laughs> Zach and Sam. But it's like this in between of like, I don't want to go to the bars and have a one night stand. It's not me. It's not my thing. But I also, I'm not really in, I don't want to 
fall in love right now and be in a relationship and have that take away from this just drive that I have currently that I know I won't have for the rest of my life. Um, just finding that balance of like, I would love a healthy sexual relationship with a girl who understands like where I'm at and what I'm looking for without being viewed as like a fucking douchebag or an asshole or like you're just using me. And so like, I'm always, I try to be very, very clear with my intentions. Anytime I'm, I'm with a girl, I'm like, this is my life. This is who I am. If, if, if you don't want this right now, then that's fine. Leave. That's okay. I don't want to be mean, but this is, this is where I'm at. This is, I'm so dedicated to this that I'm not going to be able to spend much time with you. And it sucks, dude. I'm, I'm not able to cultivate any kind of relationship with a girl that I would, would end uh, eventually want. I'm not able to cultivate good relationships with guys. Like I'm not able to become friends with people the way I used to, because I'm just so like, why would I go to your house on a Sunday and watch football when I could watch football on my laptop next to me and also have my Premiere Pro project up and work. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's what a lot of people don't think of. And by no means am I a sad person and, and by no means am I in a, a down spot in my life, but those are things that I definitely struggle with. Is that something that you're actually trying to work on or is that something that you just see and you're like, eh, I'll focus on that later? <laughs> this is something that I would love to tell people on a podcast that I'm working on, but I don't know if I'm genuinely working on, if that makes sense. Like I would love Sam right now to be like, you know what, Zach, this is something that I'm working yeah, on. Yeah, this yeah. is something that I'm, but it's just, I'm not, I should be giving a lot more time and energy into just like being a better friend, being a better, but I'm just so, so caught up in, in just, just building something way bigger than me that I just can't do that currently. And I, I need, I need to make steps and hopefully this year I can like slow down a bit and, and do more things with uh, the people I'm closer with. But yeah, it's, I don't, I don't see it as too, too, too much of a problem because I know once there's this tipping point, this huge tipping point in the next couple of years, I'm going to be able to genuinely slow down and the brand's going to work for me. Yeah. I was just, that's exactly the point I was just going to bring up is, you know, what, what's your vision when it comes to take slowly but surely taking yourself out of the brand. And what I mean, what I mean by that is not going in and doing the work, but being more of a visionary of what's happening. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I definitely, um, don't necessarily want to be like the Tom Johnson of beautiful destinations, which is now like a hundred and some odd person company. I don't know if I'm getting that right, but there's a, I've, I've been to the BBL. Yeah, there's a, lot. a lot of people that yeah, work there. A it's a, they get big budgets. They have, it's like a full and, uh, I don't necessarily want a, a huge operation like that. I'd say my end goal would probably be something like, do you know Chris Burkhardt? Yeah, incredible travel photographer, like top of the game, best of the best. He has an office in Pismo Beach, and he has like, I think like six or seven people that work there, maybe less, I don't know. Um, but he has just a small community. He has his own office. He has a, a life in like the tiniest town of Pismo Beach off the coast of California that he just genuinely seems to enjoy and he's able to 
go on these crazy trips and I, I can't speak on Chris's behalf, but I've, I've listened to a lot of his stuff and it seemed like he was very intentional with where he wanted to end up, how much, cause Chris Burkhardt is like one of the best photographers in the world right now. And he could, he could turn that into a, a 50 to hundred person company if he wanted to, but he it doesn't seem like he wants to do that. He wants to keep it small. And that's, that's very similar with where my, where my happiness level would be if I can, if I can build a small team of, you know, six, seven people that I really, really enjoy being around uh, on a day-to-day basis and, and be in an area that I really, really enjoy being in. And then just growing from there. Um, and I'm working on trying to work, like building my, my personal brand is a huge, like a huge catalyst for landing more clients for my actual company. So uh, it's all, I, I all, I, I try to do it with intention and, uh, try to really focus on that. But yeah, I, I don't seem, I don't have these crazy grandiose like ideas of where I want my company to be. And I think a lot of people need to be able to identify with that in this hustle culture. And this idea that like you, if you want to build out your company, this idea of success of like, you have a lot of employees and you make seven figures a year and you it's like you can you the most liberating thought is you can define success for yourself. How do you want to be successful? Ignore everything else cuz right now like if that means making $60,000 a year and being really really happy and traveling 6 months out of the year and not and being able to surf in the morning like then that's happiness, that's success. Success isn't this it's not a destination, I would say. It's well, not, I would say I, I'm, not, I'm the first person to say that, uh, but yeah, success is not a destination. It's, it's, it's a mindset of just like, I'm very, very happy with what I've accomplished and being able to be happy with the journey and, and everything along with that is, is extremely important. And just for the whole mental health side of things, because if you're not happy with the journey to get there, um, then why would you be happy when you're there? Yeah. And I, yeah, the, that's like the same, I, I, with my whole concept of, or when I was talking about my relationships early, earlier, uh, it's like, I understand. I'm not one of those people that's lying to myself saying, oh, when I retire, I'll travel. Or when I, you know, cause a lot of people are just, they're just using their job as a distraction and they're not actually going to end up doing it. But like, for me, it's like, I know I have a goal, like another year, maybe another two years of the life that I'm living. Um, and then I can slow down and be like, all right, what do I, how do I want to build on this? How can I take a girl on a date and, and genuinely be like, all right, maybe, maybe we can go further than, <laughs> than just like long distance, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and, and yeah, so there, there's definitely, but as long as right now, as long as I can keep success in the back of my mind as something that's not what other people tell me it is, then, then I am successful. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you are struggling with, you know, scheduling in play and, and finding a little bit of balance, I'm the type of guy that doesn't believe in balance. I believe in work-life integration. For example, for example, if you wanted to have a relationship, well, bring her on the trips, work-life integration. And, and that might not even work. That's just an example. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But, but I believe in that, uh, I believe in that a lot. Um, but for you, I mean, if, 
because I struggle with this too. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, what you're saying, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. That's me. That's me. That's me. I'm struggling with that too. So this year I'm actually scheduling in play and it's a non-negotiable. Like I have to, like it's done. I already bought the plane ticket. I already bought the, the, the concert ticket, whatever it is. And I have to schedule work around that. And that's, I mean, I'm able to do that with my business. I don't know if, if that's something that you're able to do with, with, how much travel oh, and flexibility sure. or whatever it is. Um, but I'm excited for it. And that might be something that yeah. you might need to incorporate. And, <laughs> yeah. And I do have a, I have a ton of fun. And uh, when, when I, when I took a turn on the more serious note, it's mostly when I'm home, right? It's mostly when I'm at home editing, always planning for that next Because Dude, when I travel, it's like, it's the definition of that work. Like, dude, I have so much fun. I, I feel so so alive it's that hit of adrenaline that i want so badly when i'm out there on the road i just feel so free and i feel so myself so happy like this is what i want to be doing and, I, and i'm doing it um i think where i struggle is like being able to be back home and like edit but then also like chase my my roommate surfs all the time and i think i've been to the beach i live i live five minutes from the beach in san diego i think i've been to the beach uh five times last year. <laughs> oh no that's so bad yeah but I, okay but but let me let me i've went to 10 of the most incredible beaches on the planet that same year i just didn't go to san that's diego true. that's true i'll get i'll give I you that i didn't go to my beach but i mean even times. even listen to ryan holiday is i didn't read his book yet but his the book title is what stillness did you read yeah, that one? Yeah, he has one? a few. He has still, Stillness is the Key. I haven't read that one yet. Um, I've read Obstacle is the Way and Ego is the Enemy. And then, so he has a set of three. Stillness is Key, Obstacle is the Way, Ego is the Enemy. Um, and it's just really helpful. It's very grounding stuff. Um, essentially just talking about how how to be okay with where you are now. And how to not ride the highs. Like, just when things are going well, don't just be like, everything's fucking awesome and then when things are going bad that helps balance out the bads because when things are going bad you're able to be like all right this isn't the end of the world we're gonna get through this we're gonna be all right um so yeah that that idea of stoicism is is really cool and something i have read on a lot i need to be better but i've taken the right steps that's good that's good well maybe you need to go to the beach a little bit more I play on it. I play. We got a nice deck. I, I get a lot of sunshine. Okay. Um, I promise people. I, if my mom's listening right now, I'm happy. I promise you. That was, the last like 20 minutes of this podcast made it sound like no, no, I, no, no, I just no. kind of took it. You know, I want. I want to. I want to let people know there are, and I think it's just never touched on in our in, in the travel industry. It's never ever touched on that. Like Jay Alvarez does not have the perfect life. Sam Colder does not have the perfect life. These are things that like you think you're going to solve your current issues by making travel videos, you're wrong. You're wrong. So that's why I like to touch on, because I am a very, very, very genuinely happy person. I'm very happy with where I am in life. I have extremely healthy relationships all across the board. I just want people to know that like <laughs> building a travel business does not get rid of your problems sure. by any For sure. I, I think people knew that. I don't think they were uh, like, oh my God, this guy's depressed as shit. <laughs> <laughs> um 
this has been awesome so far. I, I don't I don't want to take up too too much of your time. So we're gonna like we're gonna start the wrap up game. But um, there are a lot there are All right, lo- spit bars the wrap, the wrap up, up game. game. Yeah, about to take a nap up game. Uh, swimming in the pool. That's the lap up game. Uh, let's get but, it. Uh, oh, the other kind of wrap <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. No, no, that was good with a W. <laughs> uh, that should have been. That, that'll be another podcast jokes. episode. Jokes. Um, dude, we got a lot of questions. Uh, a lot of them, I don't know if you notice this, by the way, side note, Instagram, whenever you post a questions, uh, whatever that's called, there's so much spam now. I don't know if you've ever posted yeah, an Instagram yeah, yeah, story. Yeah. It's just people that just say hi. Yeah, or, or <laughs> people that don't even follow you. They just post some sort of like advertisement. Like, you need to follow this person. Oh, like, oh my God, it's horrible right now. So um, I'm like trying to find these, but let's just rifle through a few of these, just like, Pretty quick, right. just boom, boom, boom. Right. As fa- I mean, boom, as boom, fast as you can, but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, Redward SC, what do you think of Sam Calder? What do I think of Sam Calder? Uh, I, contrary to popular belief, I actually really genuinely like Sam's stuff. I love how he's been able to adapt, which is the most like uh, admirable thing about his stuff. Like, obviously, he started this whole wave of content creators, and more so when. I, people ask me this all the time because I all, often make fun of the industry, um, but I'm not making fun of Sam Golder by any means because he's adopted. He tells stories now. He does like when he was making Hawaii 2015, maybe it was just backflips and EDM, but he's tells incredible stories and his, his work has really adapted. If I'm making fun of people, it's I'm making fun of the people that haven't given that up the sam cold the the fanboys right, exactly. of sam colder that just live in yes. his shoes so yeah i i genuinely you know this is a he, public service announcement i like Sam's yeah. stuff i i had the same issue where people thought i hated sam colder uh because i was poking fun at it and just like you are like just talking about the the fanboys and whatnot but anybody that starts a movement which he did he started a movement and he inspired people to start creating that is fucking awesome, and that's Way what cool. he did. Way cool. R- and mad, after, mad it's like it's like when a song goes super viral, like it goes viral for a reason. It's it was a good song, but then maybe two years later, you're like, "All right, I don't want to hear closer by the Chainsmokers anymore." Because I've yeah, heard exactly, it 10, exactly. So yeah, yeah. You, know, you got to think right, about it like exactly, that. exactly. Uh, we got a great question from Thomas Petrus. What's your favorite place slash country you'd like to travel to again? Again, um, yes. I always I I split it two ways for people that are balling on a budget and people that can afford travel. Uh, I like to say Vietnam and Iceland. Iceland is you know it lives up to the hype. What everyone says about it, it's so 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 cool. Faroe Islands is close to Iceland, very similar, but they're very expensive. Um, you can do it in a cheap way, camper van and stuff, but it's still it's an expensive country. Um, and then Vietnam is everything about vietnam it's so cheap so incredible the the people in the north aren't necessarily like as happy as thailand they don't they don't toss you as many smiles but to an extent when you've traveled a lot of places like me sometimes that's nice they don't they almost like ignore you in vietnam and like when you go to when you go to africa or you're in the the stores in morocco they're like grabbing you and then you go to vietnam you're like this is pleasant no one's yeah so vietnam and iceland would be my top two cool uh logan armstrong where did you get the black (laughs) jeans that you wore in your music video (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if that famous, was legit, but the famous, yeah, yeah, the famous rip black jeans um, that started it all that that were in the first cliche travel video that I made uh, were actually Logan Armstrong's jeans that he left at my house. They were <laughs> a they were true content creator rip black jeans oh, left no. at my house, and he flew back to New York, and I was like, dude. I have your jeans. Do you want me to send it to him? And he's like, no, I just got a new pair. Don't worry about it. And I was like, wait a minute. This would be funny. So I cut even more holes in it and I made the video. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Wow. That's, uh, that just made that question so worth it. Yeah. Um, we got a question by M squared fitness. It, it, this could be a long answer, but do like a five second synopsis. Um, what is your process going into filming a new video? That could be like a whole other process. podcast, but. Yeah, what is your what is your thought process? Like, what do you think? Like, for me, it's like, okay, um, how am I going to make this brand money? Like, what's their vision? Like, what, what's what's your thought? Yeah, process? what 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 do I want the viewer to walk away with? Would be my number one question to ask myself. Like, what do I want them to leave with? When one person watches my video, what you know? Because people consume so much content on a day to day basis. If they were to watch my video and they were to leave with one thing and you were to ask them tomorrow what the video is about and they can leave with one thing, how can you tell a story that's very direct and very clear that they walk away with that one thing? Mm, love it. Keep it moving. Uh, another one by Marcel Verag. Marcel Verag. I'm totally screwing that up. Do you still remember the lyrics to the anthem? You still remember them? The ant, like Your the content anthem. creator anthem. Yes. When you said the anthem, I think uh, Good Charlotte. The oh anthem. shit! No. It's just like he just... when I was like twelve years old. I'm like, dude, of course I know the. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the anthem. Yeah, I, the, the one and only public, anthem. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the no, words? No, I'm not a filmmaker. I'm a content creator. No one knows what that means. I got my rip black jeans, and my life couldn't be greater. Hey. So if anybody wants to bop, go check it out. Is that on Spotify? <laughs> Should, should <laughs> no, be. I haven't. I'm waiting for. I'm gonna put up another song in the next couple months here, and I'm gonna put them both up. So. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, you asked yourself a question. Do you want me to ask you that? <laughs> you can skip that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll skip that. Um, let's see here. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is a good question. Tyler. Tyler Kempf. Uh, Sam, what has been one of the biggest investments that you've made in your career? investments oh um i wouldn't say it's one investment i'd say it's more of just a mindset of like all the money that i ever get goes back into something that makes me better whether uh it be so like i wouldn't sit here and be like my my 1dx2 the best investment i've ever made um more so i've always had this mentality of like i I drive my same, even when I can afford a new car, I drive my same 2000 Subaru Outback because it's free and it's paid off and my dad's a mechanic. Um, but my biggest, it, it's just my mindset of like when I make, if I make a $3,000, $2,500 is going to go back into something that makes me better. Whether that's uh, a, a new lens that I might need, whether that's booking my next travel trip, whether that's um, putting money aside for future business endeavors. I'm I'm not necessarily frugal with my money. I'm not the best at saving it, but when I spend it, I'm not spending it on stupid shit. I never spend on stupid shit. I never spend on shoes. I never spend on cars. I never spend. I I can my 
I have like seven shirts in my entire wardrobe. I don't buy clothes. I don't. Yeah. So I'm good at when I do spend my money, I only spend it on things. So like people see, I do have expensive equipment because I, because I make my money and I put it right back into it. Yeah. So I think a lot of people have problems with money and, and thinking that you can't spend money. You have to be frugal. You have to, you be cheap and save, 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 save. I think there's definitely a balance there for sure, because oh, there's a 100%. lot of joy and fulfillment with things that come. And there's, spending. there's, you know, it's always fun to say gear doesn't matter. It's such a, such a fun thing to say gear doesn't matter gear matters it, it absolutely matters you have to have up up to a certain point i'm not saying you have to have the best of the best of the best to be the best but you know you have to be able to invest in yourself enough to have a, a good enough camera a good enough lens a good enough audio solution because if i told you gear doesn't matter and then you come come to me with a voiceover that was filmed on your laptop i'd be like bro gear matters fix your audio yeah <laughs> gear matters to the point where if, as long as the the person doesn't get shiny object syndrome and they're researching the camera more than the yeah, next yeah, yeah, project, yeah, yeah. Exactly. that is a fucking exactly. problem. You need you need to be able to to close on something and use it to the best of your ability. But in, yeah. investing in yourself is in, so, in whichever way you're, you're right. possible. That's key. Cool, man. Well, this has been amazing. We got. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up with just two, three, three really quick questions. One sort of quick oh. and then, and then two yeah. really quick. And then we're, and then I'm getting you out of here. Um, I asked this to everybody just because, well, I'm not going to tell you why. Well, I'll tell you why later, but what is, what would, what would be your perfect day? If you could describe your perfect day from waking up to, to going to bed, if money was no object, if you were, if you had everything that you needed and you weren't, you know, trying to chase anything what what would be that that perfect day perfect day i wake up uh let's see <laughs> dang dude you're dropping some stuff uh i would like to be i'd like to be with my family you know if it's just one mm. perfect day yeah uh, for my sure. sister my mom my dad um i'd go skiing for a little bit love skiing I saw that. Uh, I played some soccer. I'm a big soccer guy. Uh, and, you know, I I guess in a day, I'd like to say something with videography, but it's sure. like, I, I can't have wrap my mind around, I can't wrap my mind around making a video project in a day, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, so. no, I hear you. But maybe maybe <laughs> uh, like filming something like a sunset or something yeah, cool or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so Phil, then, then going out, so... I wake up, I'm with my family, I go skiing with my my uh, my dad and my sister, then I go play a quick game of pickup soccer, then me and my buddies go hit a sunset, film a little creative project, and drink a nice IPA. Hey, I love it, dude. And it's warm and sunny. I yeah, I like for sure. Weather. <laughs> I, I always ask that question because it really gets people to think. It's, it's a question that I ask myself on a pretty regular basis because people get so lost in the chase and they forget that the things that make them truly happy are things that they can actually do right now. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. wow, that would be my perfect day. Like, why am I not doing that right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, two, <laughs> two of the, besides besides skiing, which can get kind of expensive, two of the three things I guess I just named were yeah. just playing soccer, which is free, and sure. going to the beach and filming something, right. which is free. When so, you've already yeah, made 100%. it. That's it. You can do that now. It's crazy. I did it. You did it. You made it. Congrats, Sam. <laughs> I'm um, done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next question. Who should I have next on the podcast? Who should you have next on the pod? Oh, 
Oh, <laughs> damn. Hold on. <laughs> Shit. Who should you have next? Uh, pull um, up Instagram. Here we go. <laughs> dude, that's what I'm going to do for sure. Go to who I'm following. Go forever. Uh, my business partner, Luke, would be an incredible place to start. He's the most interesting. He's uh, the nicest guy. You know, I'm a little bit more blunt, and uh, he is so nice and he has like the most incredibly positive outlook on everything. I love that. Um, and yeah, he, and he also helps run UK shooters with um, my buddy, Mike will and UK shooters is essentially like the biggest photography meetup group in all of London. If anybody listening here from is from London, they probably know who UK shooters are. Um, or if they don't, then <laughs> get on it, but they hold, they host meets that are like 300 people every single time and they sell tickets to events, right? They'll have 150, um, 150 people at the event and it'll sell out in like two seconds. Oh my not God. Even lying. Like it's such a dedicated community. That's so yeah, crazy. Luke, Luke Jackson Clark. All right, let's, done. let's start there. Done. I love it. I'm always curious who, which people are on everyone's mind. Um, last question. Where, where can people follow you, hit you up? DM you, message you, get in contact with you. Where can people follow me? Yep. Um, Sam Newton Media. Sam Newton Media on both YouTube and Instagram. Those are my two. Um, yeah. And if you guys listen to this whole thing, all two hours, shoot me a message. Oh, they will. Say what's up. They will, that'd man. Be, that'd be cool. So, Dude. Yeah, Sam Newton Media on uh, on Instagram and on uh, on YouTube. And hopefully you guys enjoy my stuff after hearing my voice and, <laughs> and kind of figuring out the type of guy I am. But yeah. Dude, this has been, this has been epic. It's going to help so many, so many people. Uh, we, we talked about a lot of shit, a lot of shit. So much, dude. Yeah. We got, we, we had some good. fun. We got a little deep. We gave them, we gave them a little bit of everything. Yeah, we did. So I appreciate you being here. Um, keep inspiring. Uh, thank you for inspiring me. And, uh, yeah, man, I think, uh, hopefully you and I will do something in the future sometime. Likewise, brother. Really appreciate you. Really appreciate everything you're doing. If if people have spent this much time listening to to this podcast and this much time listening to you, that means you've grown an incredible following and, and you really put your work out there for a lot of people to see and, and it's really incredible because you're building a cool community out here. Um, and if you haven't already, God damn it, buy Zach's course. You will <laughs> win. You'll win at life, okay? You want to be better? Do it. Let's go. Do it. Let's go. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. Zach was holding up a whiteboard right now saying, plug my court. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, they caught me. God damn it. <laughs> I'm trapped. <laughs> All right, brother. Uh, Peace out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later. Take it easy. Uh,